All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. AC as they look uh, to, for their second consecutive championship. And, uh, you know, they're taking on the 49ers, a team they beat uh, a few years ago. Obviously a different team. There was no McCaffrey. There was no Purdy uh, then, just like uh, the Chiefs are different. But I have to ask you, a guy who's been hosting for a long time, I watched the Chiefs and, like, they still have Mahomes and they still have Kelsey, but I could make the argument, like, the defense is maybe the best part of this team. It's just hard to say that when it's the Chiefs and you got Patrick Mahomes. Hey, look, you don't have to fight me very hard on it. I've been talking about that for a while now. And at some point, it became something that I just had to accept as a fact, which is that the offense has Patrick Mahomes, and that means when big moments arrive, you trust the quarterback to make those plays. But a supporting cast, frankly, let him down multiple times earlier this season. The defense really has never done that. They had one game this year uh, where they gave up 27 points, and that was the high watermark. And, and that, to me, is so prescriptive of what this year has been when it has been the offense being the side of the ball trying to figure out what's been going a little bit wrong the defensive side of the ball has been the the unit holding this team to an AFC West title in the division and now all the way obviously through the playoffs they've been excellent as well but yeah this this season kind of belongs to the Chiefs defense despite the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are on the other side of the ball. Yeah, um, but you still have those guys and uh, and they're pretty damn good uh, uh, no doubt about it so um, you look at this matchup now, I guess, let's start, I guess, on the O-line and, and Thune, and it looks like, you know, he's not going to play uh, by the sounds of it anyway, and then there's some, like, miracle recovery here in the next 72 hours. Uh, how big of a blow is that? Uh, how is the uh, the revamped O-line going to look without him? 
it matters, but it's not completely changing anything for me. Listen, he's one of the best offensive linemen in football. It's very hard for him to get his credit for that by being a guard, and he's getting paid a ton of money. Uh, Nick Allegretti is the backup, and he's kind of a utility sixth offensive lineman on this team. He's been on this team for a long time. He actually started that Super Bowl in Tampa Bay that most Chiefs fans would rather forget, and the offensive line was the problem, but he wasn't specifically. All that to say, the Chiefs have trusted him in many circumstances, being Nick Allegretti, so if he is starting again in this game like he was uh, in the AFC Championship game, I really don't have any doubt that the O-line is going to continue to look like the offensive line that we've already seen from them this year. The tackles have been up and down, and, and Allegretti won't be tuning in that spot, but I do think it'll be okay, especially as the Chiefs are probably more interested in attacking the edges of the Niners defense with the running game, but they've been better running it on the interior. So it does create a couple of interesting problems and answers and and potential matchups where both of these teams match up pretty well. Uh, Strength versus strength is a pretty common theme on on both sides of the ball, really. Yeah, it it does look on paper like a a very evenly matched game and you see the odds. It's it's boring on a pick'em at this point. But if you're the Chiefs, I don't really see any surprises other than the fact that you know maybe we see Pacheco run even more because the one area the 49ers have struggled is uh, their run defense. Yeah, and, it, and again, Pacheco, like his power and the unique way that he runs, which everyone's gotten to see up close over the last couple of years and make jokes about, rightfully so, because it's crazy to watch. He, he has a ton of that power, his feet constantly moving, that aggressiveness really does play well kind of between the tackles. He, he doesn't have total tearaway speed and getting around to the edge where, where the Niners have been a little more susceptible there. You can kind of run at Nick Bosa. You can definitely run at Chase Young, but that's not really where Pacheco has been used most often. If, I, if you're kind of fishing for like a surprise element in this game, I do think the Chiefs, they, they used to run so many of those jet sweeps, obviously with Tyreek Hill. And then even without Tyreek Hill, they ran a lot of them with McCole Hardman. They were trying to run a lot with Kadarius Tony. I imagine that one of those speedsters, at this point I'd give the edge to Hardman, does end up getting involved horizontally behind the line of scrimmage to at least keep the Niners' offense honest there. But Pacheco's going to get the ball a ton. It's going to be a matter of can this Chiefs interior, banged up as it is without Tooney, like you mentioned, can they continue to get a little bit of a, a consequence delivered to that Niners' defense if they are going to try to play a little more conservatively and worry about Mahomes? The passing game is still deadly when it works, but it's been up and down like I mentioned earlier. Josh Briscoe uh, joining us, talking uh, Super Bowl 58. So, uh, you know, you talked about that Chiefs defense. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of their best rushers is out. Uh, we talked about yeah. the the, uh, the injury on the offense. But this injury, to me, though, I, I think much more impactful. Yeah, I agree, actually. I think if you're going to say, hey, pick pick the loss, it's more impactful. Losing Charles Aminahu, the former 49er, which is unfortunate, too, because he had a, a revenge game opportunity here a little bit as well. I don't think things ended poorly with the Niners or anything like that, but it's always fun to see guys go up against their uh, their old team. But yes, he, he's absolutely the second best defensive lineman on this Chiefs defensive line at winning those one-on-one matchups and being able to create on his own behind uh, Chris Jones, obviously, who I think is probably going to have a, a huge game and frankly needs to. But without a minute who they, they lose both their, be- their second best one-on-one rusher, they also lose a guy that has flexibility across that defensive line. He can play on the edge, but he can also kick into the interior and it creates matchup problems that the Chiefs like to kind of orchestrate. They have several 
several linemen who can do that inside-outside movement. But it, it really, Aminahu and Chris Jones were kind of the gems of this line. And Aminahu missed most of the first half of the season. And, and then getting him back in the second half, you really saw that D-line coming into, uh, coming into action. So I think now George Karloftis is a name you've got to know going into this game because he needs to do something on that defensive line that makes the 49ers focus on something other than just Chris Jones. Jones will win some. He'll move around. He'll play the outside in some passing situations. But George Karloftis and then secondarily maybe Mike Dana, those, those guys are going to need to have really big games on the biggest stage to try to make up for the loss of Aminahu, which is a very, very big deal. Yeah. So do you see it changing at all how they're going to attack? In terms of not having a minute who out there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it has to a little bit because when you, when you don't have your second best one-on-one pass rusher, it's harder to get pressure with four, and that's a good way to try to play that numbers game. Now, Steve Bagnell has crazy blitz packages, and, and he's been just absolutely diabolical this postseason. So I think that you're going to see probably a little extra pressure from the non-defensive lineman. He was already going to blitz plenty, I'm sure. But they're going to try to show Brock Purdy a lot of different things. So you lose a little bit of your, your flexibility and your options by not having a minute who. I'll tell you the thing that I don't think that, that will not change even without a minute who is you're going to see some simulated pressures and trying to see that pressure come from different spots across that defense and so what that means is you might see a, a totally normal look pre-snap but at the snap of the ball if Legarius Sneed or Trent McDuffie one of the corners blitzes off the edge you might see the aforementioned George Karloftis he might actually take a few steps back to try to hold down a little shallow zone to try to make Brock Purdy go wait a second He's not supposed to be there. What's happening over here? Now the pressure is speeding up that process and just changing what he's seeing. I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be easy to rattle. I don't really buy it. some of the storylines of him just being a, a, a total game manager propped up by the Niners. Yeah. He, he's really got some of that, that it factor to him that I really do like, and I think he'll handle it. But Spags has seen better quarterbacks than Brock Purdy, and he has made better quarterbacks look worse than he could make Purdy look on Sunday. So I still think that's going to be a, a huge, huge matchup, making him see things a little bit quicker or have to see things a little quicker to make the ball uh, actually be able to deliver the ball on time. You, know, you, you talked about uh, you know the Super Bowl when the O-line just wasn't good for the Chiefs, and obviously that cost him. It's going to be hard to be that bad again, no question about it. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, early on, he, he was fairly quiet, kind of like the Chiefs offense. They weren't doing what they were expecting. But the last month, maybe even five weeks, and definitely in the playoffs here, he looks like the Kelsey of old. Uh, what, was, it, was there a nagging injury there? What's changed with this offense? Or is it simply because the receivers aren't dropping every third ball? Yeah, I think there are three answers to that question. So the first being that he had his knee hyperextension the last practice before their opening night game against the Lions uh, back in week one. That was a Thursday, so he got hurt on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. He didn't play in that game. Then he was back for week two, but that did impact him, and he even had a couple other little things happen in weeks two and three that I, I do think nagged on a little bit. The other thing that was killing him all year is that when none of the other receiving options posed any real threat to opposing defenses – defenses just honed in on Travis Kelsey, which they've been doing for years. But when you had Tyreek Hill, or even last year, when you had Juju Smith-Schuster, you had somebody else that defenses had to respect. And that just was not the case through the first, like, 10 weeks of the season until rookie Rasheed Rice really came onto the scene. They started going to him more often, and it lightened the load some. So that's that's a huge part of it. I do think the injury is part of it. And also, it's a little bit uh, intangible, I guess. But Travis Kelsey in the playoffs has been a different animal all throughout his career. Like, there's an extra intensity to that. There's also the very tangible thing that he did not play the last week of the season. The Chiefs' uh, seed was already set at that point. They were going to be the three seed no matter what, so he didn't play in that game. 
the now you have this bye week going into the Super Bowl. So I think you're going to see the healthiest version of Travis Kelsey that you've seen at any point this season. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. How do you think the 49ers are going to defend him? Great question. If I knew that, I'm sure the Niners would be paying me a lot of money. Um, I, I think you, here's what I will say. I would not get sucked into the idea that Fred Warner is a Travis Kelsey stopper because I don't think anyone's been able to claim that. Kyle Hamilton for the Ravens last week hadn't allowed a touchdown, or I guess last what, two weeks ago, the AFC Championship game. Yeah. He hadn't allowed a touchdown uh, to a tight end all year. And then the first drive, Travis Kelsey gets one, an absolute dime dropped by Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, very different players for lots of reasons. But I think what you have to do still is treat Travis Kelsey like he's Patrick Mahomes' first choice and second choice cover him that way and make Mahomes move past him to go to Rasheed Rice, maybe Isaiah Pacheco in the flats, or go into one of the receivers who have had a much more tumultuous season, like Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Justin Watson, maybe even McCole Hardman. Uh, one of those guys, I think you want to make one of them beat you. Mahomes has been so good this year, though, that I think he would take that offer, too. Yeah, for sure. What's your uh, bold prediction for the game? What do you think? What do you see happening? I'm taking the Chiefs here. I, I actually picked the Ravens in the AFC Championship game, so you know I'm not a huge homer. I'm also willing to admit my mistakes, but I'm not going to make that mistake again. I think a borderline perfect Mahomes and absolutely top top tier performance from Travis Kelsey is incoming, and I believe in this Chiefs defense. So I'm taking a low scoring game once again. I'm going 23-20 Chiefs, and I think they get it done. I think they complete the back to back, but I do think this game is going to be close. Even as some folks around here have gotten a little big for their britches and uh, some some blowouts predicted, I'm not quite that confident, but I do think the Chiefs get the win. Awesome, Josh. Thanks for this, man. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. Absolutely. You too, man. Thanks. Anytime. Hopefully I'll talk to you around the same time next year. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. 
Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.